special holiday season announcement. All of the oldtimeradiodvd.com collections are on sale, including Extreme Platinum TV Box. Let's make this the greatest and the best Christmas ever. Own your very own collection of classic TV, movies, cliffhangers, cartoons, old-time radio, and the best entertainment device ever, Extreme Platinum. Go to oldtimeradiodvd.com. There you'll find bare-bones pricing on everything. Give the gift that keeps on giving, oldtimeradiodvd.com. You'll be glad you did. On our Radio 4, it's time for the Wednesday Afternoon Series. Thackeray by Alwyn Wymark and Barbara Clegg with Michael Cochran as Thackeray John Hartley as George and Margaret John as Miss Birch Episode 2 This Blessed Plot Want some coffee, Miss Birch? Oh, please, Dave Thackeray and Birch, Landscape Gardening and Private Investigations. Superintendent Field. Oh, of course, sorry. Welcome back. How was your tour? Oh, you're still there. I thought Mr Thackeray said that... No, I'm afraid he isn't, but I expect him shortly. Well, of course I will. At your hotel. Yes, I've got that. What's your room number, Mr Field? Certainly. As soon as he comes in. Goodbye. Coffee. Oh, thank you, Dave. Lovely. Ouch. That's hot. Oh, careful. I'd better be off. I've got to drive back to Chidester. Isn't that job finished? Oh, yeah, yesterday. But we didn't have the van to bring the gear back. They're over the moon with it. Planning big garden parties and all sorts. Was that Mr T on the phone? No, Mr Field from Venice. I keep forgetting he's retired now. Oh, how's he getting on with the Italian gardens? lucky bugger. I've got a book on them. Fabulous. He was due back last night, actually. He sounded a bit rattled. What kind of emergency? Are you all right, George? I'm fine, Jim. It's, uh, well, I just got myself in a bit out of my depth with this German chap. I, I don't suppose you could come out here for a few days, could you? Well, of course I can if you need me, but what's it all about? What, what German? What's happened? He was on the garden tour. Heinrich Grunwald, richest Croesus, an oil mogul. Nice fella. He took me out to lunch yesterday. Yes? He took you out to lunch and? Well, he's got a villa up in the, what do you call them, Dolomites. Well, the foothills, actually. (laughs) About an hour outside Venice by train. Montebello, it's called. Beautiful place, he told me. George! Well, the thing is, Jimbo... I told him I'd redesign the garden for him. Where's he off to? I just saw him jumping into a cab. Heathrow. We got him a cancellation on the last flight to Venice. He's only going for two days. To find out about a garden job. For a German millionaire, apparently. Hey, will I get to go out there? Well, of course, if he takes it. Oh, wow, terrific. I've never been to Italy. Hello, Doris. It's Emmeline Birch. Could you run a little check for me on an oil company in a place called Marrera near Venice? 
A Herr Heinrich Grunwald. Forty pounds on the clock, all right? Fine. Take forty-five, will you? Tell very much. Ronnie, I thought you were taking the train from Gatwick. There was half an hour wait before the next one, so I went for an impulse taxi. Must have cost you a fortune. Here, let me take that. Oh, thanks, love. Did George have fun in Italy? You were smart not to go with him. Garden tour. Oh, he's still there. Phoned me yesterday afternoon, after a very boozy lunch with some German. Wouldn't tell me anything. It's all a big surprise. He's staying another day, possibly two. I could kill him. It means you'll miss him. You couldn't stay an extra night, I suppose. No, I have to be back in Paris Monday afternoon. Never mind. I'll see him next time I'm over. Yes, but I wanted him to be here for Sunday lunch tomorrow. James was coming down. Actually, he wanted to hear all about the tour. Oh yes. So did James know I'd be here too? Well. No. <laughs> oh, Shirley, you never give up, do you? <laughs> the marriage mender rides again. We'd had a couple of bottles of wine, you see, and what he wanted for this garden of his seemed quite simple, really, right up my street. Really, designing an Italian garden? I'd have thought you'd seen enough of them on your tour to realize how fantastically complicated. No, you don't understand. He doesn't want an Italian one. He wants an English garden. In the prayer, Alpi. That's right. Lawns, herbaceous borders, plenty of shrubs,、oh, and he wants a swimming pool. Why? Well, he's a millionaire, old chap. No, no, no. Well, why an English garden? To stop his wife leaving him. Actually, I mean, you of all people should know what it's. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Jim. I'm being tactless. No, no, that's all right. Yeah, but, but I still don't see. Well, the、what? thing is, he bought the villa up here two or three years ago when he acquired this oil refinery I told you about.、Mm-hmm. Now, he wants them to live in Italy, but Jane's English, you see, and she's adamant that she won't leave her garden in Wiltshire. I can't say I blame her. Oh, she showed me some wonderful photos. You met her? Yeah, she was on the tour with him.、Oh. Actually, I couldn't decide if I liked her or not. But of course, they were in the middle of this argy bargy about living here. Lots of stress. She just up and left before the end of the tour in a bit of a rage. Well, more than a bit, I gather from Heinrich. Oh, poor chap. He was—he was awfully cut up about it. I felt really sorry for him. So when he—oh, I see. So he thinks if he makes her an English garden over here, she'll agree to stay in Italy. Got it in、ah, one.、Right. He's prepared to spend a hell of a lot of money on it, you know. Though, as a matter of fact, he says he can get any amount of cheap labour from the local villagers. And he thinks you're going to design it for him, eh? Well, I did actually mention you. He was very impressed. I said we'd often work together. Oh yes, and、uh, did you mention that that was not in gardens but in murder cases? Well, not exactly. No, no. 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 Look, I'm very <laughs> grateful to you, Jim, letting me drag you out here like this. But, but I haven't committed you to it, you know. Oh well, thanks. No, I wouldn't do that. We'll just have a look at it today, and if you decide you want it, he'd like to start as soon as he's organised the labourers. But if you don't fancy the job, you can just tell him no. If we ever get there. I thought you said it was an hour outside Venice. We've been on this bloody train for nearly two. Well, he probably meant by car.、Uh, pity your plane got in so late. He was going to drive us up last night. He's got an Aston Martin, classic motor.、Uh, but he'll meet us at the station. This lunch we had. 
<laughs> Amazing restaurant. I've never had food like it. They had this extraordinary mechanical parrot. They took around the tables. There was some kind of recording thing inside oh, it. Yes, I know. I've seen those. <laughs> it repeats the last thing you say to it, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Now, what was, it? What was the name of the restaurant? Um, Papa... Papa... Il Papagallo? That's it. How did you know? Have you been there? No. It means parrot. God knows what this taxi is going to cost. The scenery's pretty spectacular, though, isn't it? Mm. How they manage to grow vines on these slopes. Precipices, more like. Mm. Sheer drop on this side. <laughs> He's going a bit fast. <laughs> My God, where's he taking us now? Excuse me, Montebello. Si, signori. Montebello. The place must be at the top of this hill. Hill? The road's nothing but a dirt track. Maybe he was conning me about being a millionaire. No, no, no. Uh, Miss Birch phoned me this morning at the hotel. Yeah, she checked him out with someone she knows in the city. Uh, she oh. can find out anything about anybody's finances. Uh, he, he's genuine, all right. Well, what's he doing with an approach like this to his house, then? It isn't a house. It's a ruddy castle. Signor Cronevald, at last. So when I see the taxi, I think, ah, that is it. He has some trouble with the car last night, and it is too late to telephone again. Always so thoughtful, Signor Grunewald. He would know I would worry. In the afternoon, he phoned to say he is dining in Venice and driving home to be not later than 11 o'clock, you see. And two English gentlemen guests arriving this morning. I have prepared the rooms. Oh, please forgive me. I go on talking and talking. I am Signor Grunewald's housekeeper, Claudia Farini. Signora Claudia? I will show you your rooms. No, no, please, leave them. Francesco will carry your cases. Oh, thank you. I will ring. Come and look at this view, Jim. Breathtaking. Huh? Oh, I say, it's incredible. That is the village of Montebello. And over there, Farra. And you can see Pieve in those hills, signor... Oh, so sorry. Please excuse me. Signor Grunewald tells to me your names, but... Uh... Oh, this is Mr. Field, and I'm Mr. Thackeray. Si, cosa vuoi? Devi mettere il balganio nelle camere, Francesco. Perché non li hai incontrati? Pensavo che Grunewald gli avrebbe dato un passaggio da Venezia. Il signore non sarà felice. Il signore, il signore. What was all that about? He didn't meet our train because he thought we were getting a lift from Venice. You speak Italian. Well, a little. Francesco is disrespectful about Signor Grunewald, but it is not personal, you understand. All the local people, they have so much resentimento, you know, against foreigners. Rich foreigners? Well, rich Italians also. Ah. They hate that people from the cities come and buy so much land. They want their own little hillsides to grow the grapes and sell to the big wineries. But the rich people employ them, don't they? Oh, yes, there are many jobs for the people from the villages. But they also work their own little pieces of land. They think the land is how you might call sacred around here. Everybody's so furious and angry when Signor Grunewald tears up a few old vineyards on his own property. Uh, you're not from around here, Signora Claudia. I am from Milan. The people here are peasants. They think I am foreigner. Posso entrare? Oh, perdono per l'intrusione, Claudia. Eh, oh. Signor Merton, let me introduce English friends of Signor Grunewald, Signor Field and Signor Thackeray. Oh, delighted to meet you. Hello. I'm Heinrich's next-door neighbour. 
Uh, forgive my barging in this way, but the door was open and I'd seen the taxi arrive. I thought he might be back. You're English too? No, I'm afraid not. He hasn't arrived yet? No, and I have no word from him since yesterday afternoon. What did I do? He sounds English. Ah, here he is now. Grazie, Dio. Those are police cars. For God's sake, what's happened? Well, they seem to have found Grunwald's car halfway down a ravine two miles away, but they haven't found him yet. Uh, scusi, siamo venuti ad incontrare stamattina. You are English, yes? Who are you? I speak English. Oh, jolly good. Your name, please. Uh, Superintendent Field, Scotland Yard. Scotland Yard? Uh, recently retired, and uh, this is uh, Detective Thackeray. Uh, <clears throat> oh, very glad to make the acquaintance of you both, gentlemen. Capitano Lombardi, at your service. ago, was it, with C-11? Correct. Uh, I was on a six-month secondment to London. Well, well, we must have acquaintances in common, Captain. It's very good of you to let us come along. Oh, a privilege, I assure you. You said there was no sign of a body? No, not yet, Detective Thackeray. Oh, just Mr. Please, uh, on holiday, you know. Oh, of course. <laughs> you see, Mr. Thackeray, the car doors are both open. One is almost torn off, so... It is possible he is thrown out from the car on the way down. My men search the hillside now. Not easy, because so steep with thick bushes, eh? But I fear he did not survive. That's where the car left the road, uh, up there, ahead where you've roped it off. Yes, you see, it's a very sharp bend. There have been accidents before. Capitano! I trovato qualcosa. Really, George, detective. Well, you oh, are a private detective. Hardly Scotland Yard. What is C11 anyway? The Yard's intelligence squad. Small world, eh? Yeah. I wonder if they do think this was an accident. Huh? Well, Lombardi's not your local carabinieri. What do you mean? Well, on the side of the car, look. Polizia di Stato. State police. You will follow us. I can't keep my footing on these bloody rocks. Mind out for that thorn tree, George. Just down here, gentlemen. He's not the far now. Righto. Damn! <laughs> Been out of condition, Superintendent. Oh, look, look there. Can you see? Just past that tree. He's a very bad. Dear God. Yes. A wreck. Completely, as you see. It has hit many rocks and trees. And done a few somersaults from the look of it. He must have been going at a hell of a speed up there. No, he slowed down on the road, then stopped. Time ox? Very clear. Foul play, you think? He's a possible see. This is why they call me to the case. No knowing if he was in the car when it went off course? No. So he could be alive. Yes, this is something we wonder. On the car, we find some fingerprints... Capitano! Capitano! Vengo! They have found the body! Madonna Santissima! È terribile! È terribile, poverino! Morto! 
sì, signora. Ecco eh. il passo, a guida come un pazzo. What did he say, Jim? Too said, uh... fast! In an old drive, too fast! You call him a madman, tu! Sei scemo! Sei un idiota! Uh, signora, calm down. Uh, uh, calm down, my dear. The police want to know where Mrs. Grunwald is. A Londra! A Londra! No, 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 she is not. The London police have gone to the apartment. Not there. Not in the house in the country. So, where is she? I don't know. How do I know? She come back calma, here one signora. week ago. Hey, back hey. some cases. She calma, was in big hurry to leave. She said to me she's going to London. It's all I know. Signora, c'è un libro di indirizzi a casa, signora. A amici e famiglia in Inghilterra. Sì, sì. Lo vado a prendere. Va bene. Where's she going? Uh, she's getting Grunwald's address book. Incidente. Okay, caduto, eh? Incidente. 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 But this is appalling news. Dreadful. Il signor Merton, il signor Henry. Well, when did it happen? Where? Last night, uh, on the road three miles above Conigliano. Uh, Capitano, this is Signor Hemming, another friend of Signor Grunwald. Please forgive us bursting in like Not this. Not at all. John, let me introduce Mr. Field and Mr. Thackeray. How do you do? Has um, Heinrich's wife been told? No, we have not yet located Mrs. Grunewald. Uh, she seems to have gone to England. Poor Jane, it's going to be a dreadful shock. The address book, Capitano. All the English names are in this, and the German ones. Grazie, Tedeschi. Yes, yes, German. What is wrong with German? The war is long ago, Francesco. Signor Grunewald was a good man and a good husband. Oh, dear. Exactly. She never loved him. She married for his money. Gelosia. Tu stai saying... Ma come si permette a dire queste cose? È una bugia. Silenzio, silenzio, prego, silenzio. Calmati, calmati, Claudia. E via, sono sciocchezze. Would you like a nice cup of tea? Francesco, vieni con noi. Why was she so angry about you? Francesco was accusing her of being in love with Grunwald. Claudia was. This is driving me mad. I can't tell what's going on. Perché? Perché dovrei venire con voi? Non importa il perché, allora vieni. Now what? Where are they taking him? You're not arresting Francesco, Capitan. No, no, no. We take him for a, a questioning only. It's just a routine. Mr. Field, <laughs> Mr. Thackeray, may I have a word with you? Non ho fatto niente. Pensate che sono un criminale. Ma toglimi le mani. The prints I told you we found in the back of the car, <laughs> not only fingers. Palms, whole hands, and very recent. You think the car was pushed over the side? I think, yes. You suspect Francesco, Captain? You heard him. There is a much anti-German feeling in the villages here. We will be taking his friends, and from several other men. I must be going. Will you come and see me this afternoon, gentlemen? We are working out of the local police station. I could send a car. Excellent, yes. We'll be pleased. Good, thank you. Uh, about five o'clock. Goodbye. Goodbye, Signor Hemming. Goodbye, Capitano. Oh, poor Claudia. I've never seen her in such a state. I sent her to lie down. Uh, Tell me, have you chaps had anything to eat, by the way? Not since we left Venice this morning. Good heavens, it's nearly three. You must be starving. Come over to my place. I'll give you some lunch. Uh, we do have an appointment with Captain Labardi at five o'clock. Oh, surely you can't think the two of you could be mixed up in this? I believe Mr. Field and Mr. Thackeray must have police connections. Am I right? Well, um... Police? But we're on holiday. Uh, matter of fact, I've just retired. Oh, <laughs> oh I see. This is a very beautiful house. Thank you. Uh, some more salad, Mr. Field. I couldn't. 
absolutely full up. Delicious. <laughs> you will, Mr. Thackeray. Mm, uh, just a little, thanks. Uh, is this the original terrace? Oh, no. I had it restored a few years ago. But all old tiles, as you see. It took me months and months to collect enough of them. It's modelled, actually, on a Roman terrazza. And every tiniest architectural detail checked in the reference books, of course. Horace never sets foot off his land except to go to the Roman library in Venice. Confess it, Horace. Well, I do go to the village market, John. And I visit friends and neighbours. I visit you. But this house, it means a great deal to me, Mr Thackeray. It was in my mother's family for literally hundreds of years. Uh, my mother was Italian. Of Roman descent, Horace. Don't forget that. Don't mock me, John. No need to get into a temper. Now, Horace has an absolute bee in his bonnet that this house is on the site of an ancient Roman villa. Quite impossible, of course. Not impossible. Not at all. Horace, the Romans never settled in this area. Now, you know that. I know no such thing. What about those skeletons? Explain those away. Skeletons? Last year, skeletons of two Roman soldiers were dug up outside Farah. Exactly, you see. Or perhaps they were just marching through. No, they were not. Was the armour preserved? Oh, indeed it was. And the swords. I've got one of those. What? How did you wangle that? I've got more right to my collection of Roman artefacts than any museum has. <laughs> John, if you did as much for Venice as I tried to do for Montebello... <laughs> as a matter of fact, I've got a new piece. It's called a vitis, a vine stick. Labourers used them in the vineyards in Roman times. You haven't showed me that. When did you get it? What? Oh, a few days ago. Last week. I, I can't remember. What is it you do for Venice, Mr Hemming? Nothing very grand. I'm a conservationist. The Save the Serenissima Fund and that sort of thing. Man, it's a wonderful city, Venice. The more conservationists, the better, I say. Oh, John's a complete fanatic about Venice. You can't <laughs> deny it, John. A fanatic. <laughs> I don't know how you can scoff at me. The times I've heard you positively shrieking at Heinrich about pollution from his refinery. Oh, dear. How stupid I am, I... For a moment, I quite forgot that he... Uh... Well, it was so very sudden, wasn't it? Do you think the police seriously suspect young Francesco, Mr Field? I really have no idea. But he certainly seems to have quite antagonistic feelings about Heinrich. Well, very stupid of him to show them if he turns out to be guilty. Oh, the whole notion is stupid. I assure you, none of the people around here would kill anyone. Well, some of the old ones were pretty ruthless killers during the resistance. Francesco's uncle, for instance. Oh, oh Bruno. <laughs> the jolliest old man you could meet. He keeps his resistance fighter's pistol hanging up in his kitchen. He's not a bit jolly about Germans, huh? quite vitriolic. Well, I hope you're not suggesting that dear old Bruno assassinated Heinrich. He's got a lot of influence over the young men, you know. They all revere him. He's like a guru to them. But all this talk of murder's absurd. It, it's absolutely obvious it was just a terrible accident. A case of history, history repeating itself. Look, I, I'm in need of a coffee. Is he all right? How stupid of me. I hadn't even made the connection. What connection? A couple of years ago, Horace's brother was killed in a car accident. The car went off the very same road. Oh, no wonder he's so overwrought, poor chap. It was his elder brother. So the estate was actually his, though he only visited sometimes. Horace was the one who lived here all the year round. He idolised his brother. Worked like a slave for him. Of course, that was before they sold nearly half the land to Heinrich. That much? 
I believe Horace's brother had financial problems. Uh, it upset Horace to sell, but Heinrich said he intended keeping up the vineyards. So it was a bit of a shock when he had all the vines pulled up and destroyed a few weeks ago. I never found out what Heinrich planned to build on that land. A big English garden. Really? <laughs> Extraordinary. Are you sure? Oh, yes. Complete with tennis lawn and swimming pool. What swimming pool? Well, Heinrich's, it seems. Oh? Did you know that he was planning that, Horace? And an English garden? Oh, yes, he told me. It's ludicrous. <laughs> now, who would like coffee? Hmm? You sound very calm. I should have thought an idea like that would be anathema to you. Oh, I knew he'd never actually do it. It, it was just talk. A lot of computer equipment for a village police station, Captain. <laughs> we have it installed today. Before, there is one phone and one filing cabinet. But Signor Grunewald was a VIP, so they give me what I want for this job. Uh, did you get anything out of Francesco? Uh, he has an alibi. We have a statement from Signora Farina that Francesco did not leave the house on that night. Uh, Claudia provided his alibi? Yes. She says... She was awake all the night long, so worried about Signor Grunewald. And she woke Francesco up several times. Oh, I bet he wasn't very pleased. There are always a daggers drawn, those two. In any case, Francesco's palm and fingerprints do not match with any of the ones on the car. But it is very possible he was part of a group of men that did this thing. The anti-German faction? I think so. Uh -huh. There have been demonstrations the last few weeks. A march in Pieve, slogans painted on walls, the windows of the local land agent broken. Many of the men in the villages have been involved in these. And you think some of them were waiting on the road for Heinrich that night? It could be, yes. But why did he slow down? Surely he'd just keep going if they looked dangerous, speed past them. But he, he would know some of them if they were local men, like Francesco. Yes. Oh, the car window on the driving side was rolled down, as you saw. Yeah. So... They are standing in the road, waving at him. He thinks, uh, perhaps they need help. He stops, rolls down the window, and fastens his seatbelt, and then someone puts an arm through the window, grabs the ignition key. And drags him out of the car and kills him? You believe these men feel strongly enough for that, for murder? Hey, some have very, very strong feelings. The ones from families that fought in the resistance. They teach their children to hate the Germans. The people here have long memories. And they resent rich foreigners settling here, we gather. It's true. They feel their land is being stolen from them. Yes. Also, it is possible these men were drunk. Uh, nothing further on the cause of death yet. The autopsy is being done now in Venice. I will let you know the results tomorrow. You will be staying at Castello di Montebello. Well, it doesn't seem quite right staying there now. No, we, we thought we'd look for a local hotel. <laughs> you will not find one, I promise you. Oh, and it would be most useful for me if you are staying at Montebello. Mm -hmm. For one thing, there is the possibility that Signora Grunewald could telephone. Right, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll stay then. Thank you. I may use your names to request the London police to trace the names in the address book. To locate Jane Grunewald? See. Well, of course. I'll telephone through now if you like. Uh, why not leave that one with me, George? Right, end of page five. That's it, I guess. 
Here you are. Thank you, Dave. Got to check all the names on that fax for Mr T? Yes, he telephoned earlier. Oh, did he tell you when he wants me to go out there? He doesn't, I'm afraid. The garden job is off. Bloody hell. Sorry, Miss Birch. Why isn't he taking it? Because the millionaire is dead. Oh. I wonder why Mr Thackeray kept calling me WPC Birch on the phone. Oh, what? what? Who is it? It's me. Are you awake? Yeah, I suppose so. What time is it? About two, I think. Oh, no, God. listen, this is important. Mm? Coming out of Claudia's room just now. Claudia's I... room? George. Not me, not me, Francesco. Only wearing a shirt and carrying the rest of his clothes and his shoes. I ducked behind a big chest in the hall. What do you think? I think hanky-panky, don't you? What the devil were you doing wandering around the corridors in the middle of the night? I was looking for the telephone. Oh, yeah. I suddenly remembered I told Shirley I'd call her again tonight. But at two in the morning? Well, I knew she'd rather be woken up than lie awake worrying about me. If she were, I mean. I think you're wrong, you know. Go back to bed, George. Talk to Shirley in the morning. But what about this Claudia and Francesco business? Obviously, all this rowing they do is just an act. I mean, if they're what you might call lovers, then the alibi she's given him is just... A... Oh, talk to me in the morning, too. Go to bed. No, no, perfect timing as always. We've just finished breakfast. So you tracked her down. Well done. She's been staying with a Mr and Mrs Bellingham in Knightsbridge. I take it she didn't yet know about her husband's death? I couldn't say. She left the Bellinghams on Saturday morning. To go where? Did they know? To Venice. I am certain it is lies. He is Francesco's uncle. And now, thanks to you, Mr. Field, we know Francesco's alibi is false. Uh. I have sent an officer to bring him in. Also, Bruno Grossi is a closer friend to all five of the men I already hold here for questioning. He simply wishes to draw suspicion away from them. Yeah, he swears there was a passenger in Grunewald's car with him? When the car went past his house at uh, what, what time was it? Oh, half past eleven on Saturday night. He says, oh yes, he will swear on the Bible, on the cross, on his dead mother, on anything. Oh, he knows that I am very sure these men committed the murder and he's trying to save them. Did he say if the passenger was a man or a woman? He said he couldn't see, of course. Well, should we consider the possibility that it might have been Grunfeld's wife? <laughs> You are not serious. Well, Captain, she did fly to Venice that very day. Passenger lists of all planes to Marco Polo Airport on a Saturday are being checked. And I have ordered the search for her in Venice and here in the Folina. But I cannot believe... Well, she's had two full days to contact her home and hasn't, which seems very odd. And certainly she would stand to inherit a huge amount of money. But you know her, George. Would she be capable of murder? Well, if you mean emotionally or psychologically, I honestly couldn't say, but... Physically, yes. She's a tall, strong woman. All that gardening. The post-mortem finding was just one blow, isn't that right, Captain? You see, on the left side of the neck, one blow to the carotid artery. The throat would immediately swell up to block the respiratory system. I do not think a woman could do this. 
Also, to push the cart over this side? Well, not so very difficult. The road starts right down before the incline of that sharp bend. Oh, that is true. Let the handbrake off, open the car doors. Yes, but... Undoing the dead man's seatbelt first, of course. What about the weapon? Exactly. Oh, something like the handle of a good stout umbrella would do it. Gentlemen, please. Hey, we have no evidence whatsoever for any of these. We don't have much evidence at all, Captain. We have the finger and handprints on the car. Which you say don't match up with any of the men you're holding. You told us. But they know who it is. I am sure of it. They are sheltering someone. We are going to question them again now. Will you come too? <laughs> I will translate every word, Mr. Field, I promise. <laughs> it is your feelings, your instincts about them I would value. Ah, oh, a pity you did not have the opportunity to meet Bruno Grossi. Well, perhaps I could go and visit him while George goes with you. See, si, good idea. Thank you, Mr. Thackeray. I know you will agree with me that he is definitely lying. He was telling the truth, George. How can you possibly be so sure? By just what Lombardi said, feelings and instinct. I liked Uncle Bruno. Lombardi's feelings for him will be automatic suspicion, and vice versa, Albert. Yes, there's certainly no love lost between these people and the police. Francesco and his lot hardly opened their mouths this morning, just clammed up. Well, old Bruno told 19 to the dozen, even sang with some of the old resistance songs. Terrific stuff. <laughs> He saw you coming, Jim. Bamboozled you. Nonsense. Resistance songs. Now, in my opinion, Lombardi's got a good case. Not one of those men has a watertight alibi, but they all have a strong motive. One, Grunewald being German, and two, him destroying those vineyards. But there's still no evidence, is there? And you think we're going to find some in Venice, do you? I just want to know how Grunewald spent the last evening of his life, and with whom. See, si, he was here Saturday night. Signor Grunewald come very often to Il Papagallo. Was he with anyone? No, alone. Ah, pity. Oh, look, Jim, there's that parrot thing. Oh, you like to see our famous parrot? Yeah. I, I will get him. Damn, I was so sure. Ah, oh, never mind, Jim. We got a jolly good lunch out of it. Did you buy anything in that shop? Incredibly pricey. No, no, I, I was just looking. Well, I bet half of them were fakes anyway. Eccolo il papagallo. Eccolo il papagallo. You can speak to him. You can speak to him. After you, Jim. After you, Jim. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I say, can we have our parrot back? Certainly. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, eh? <laughs> Shall we go? Momento, signor. I have remembered. A friend arrived at Signor Grunewald's table on that night. Huh? Late. Uh, for the coffee and brandy. A man or a woman? A gentleman. What did he look like? Oh, sorry, it's very busy evening, so many faces, but I remember he was Italian, not German, and they have a bit of a, come si dice, discussione, uh, argument. Uh, what about? I am not spy, signor. Uh, also, my English is not enough fast, but uh, then they shake hands and they say, take away the parrot, because he's put on the table and he's making annoyance. Repeating two words. I remember this because it's not Italian, not English, not French or German. What do you think? Latino. <laughs> I recognize because I am quiet boy one time long ago. Do you remember the words? Si, si. Not so often in Papagallo speak Latin. Concord discourse. Concordia discourse. Concordia discourse. See? O. O. R. S. Bit noisy where you are, Mr. T. Discourse, concord. Oh, hang on, here she is. Mr. Thackeray? Yeah, you'll have to shout a bit. I think he's in a fun fair or something. He wants to know what this is. 
Yes, right. Harmony in Discord. It, I, I know that, but do you by any chance know where it's from? Just what I hoped. Miss Birch, you are infallible. Bloody Texas. It's like being on the dodgems. At, at least we got something for Lombardi. The fellow who had the row with Heinrich in the restaurant, bound to tie up with Francesco's lot. Hmm. Oh, Shirley, uh, did you give her my luck? Uh, I couldn't give her my own. Got the answer machine. You'd think she'd be there. <laughs> of course, worrying about you. Monte bello, signori. Here's Lombardi. Oh, grazie. Who is that with him? Good God. It's Jane Grunewald. So he finally found her. She found us. The first time she knew of the death is this morning, when she see a newspaper. She says she will join us very soon. She wished to be alone for a little time. But where's she been since Saturday? She stay with old friend of Signor Grunewald outside of Venice. She write to him from London. She say they should talk, but not here in the villa. A letter from him waits for her when she arrives on Saturday. He say he will come, so she wait. But he does not. This morning, she find out why. I'll never forgive myself rushing off to London like that. So stupid to think I could ever want to live without... In his letter, he said, he had a marvellous surprise for me. Now I'll never know what it was. He was going to make an English garden for you, here at Montebello. Oh, Henry. Oh, dear. No, no, please, don't cry, Jane. Yes, uh, do cry, Signora. We will leave you to yourself. Right, yes. Uh, absolutely. Come, gentlemen. Mr. Thackeray. Yes? I have to know who did this dreadful thing. Mr. Thackeray, but I am sure you are mistaken. About seven, then? Jane wants us to join her on the terrace for a glass of wine. Right. Who can that be? Let's get on. Good evening, Signor Merton. Signor Hemming. Oh, not those two again. And uh, how's Jane bearing up? Remarkably well. Very brave woman. Mm. She'll be serving Montebello now. I want to talk to her about that. Not tonight, Horace. Oh, no, 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 of course not. The signora is on the terrazza. Uh, this way, Mr. Merton. Thank you, I know the way. Uh, I must apologise for Horace, Mr. Thackeray, but he's been terribly upset about all this. Yes, of course. I must say, I feel very awkward coming over on her first evening... You're quite sure she wanted us? Oh, positive. She especially asked me to telephone you both. I'm so terribly, terribly sorry, Jane. Dear lady, my heartfelt condolences. Thank you. Thank you both. Signora. Ah, here's Claudia. 
Some wine, everyone. Uh, are the police making any progress, Mr. Thackeray? Oh, yes. Uh, they have the guilty men in custody at the local prison. Oh. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. What on earth? It's because of Francesco being arrested. I don't understand. She always hated Francesco. And she was right to hate him. You didn't know she and Francesco are lovers? No. Is that true? She leaves this house tomorrow. But you'll be leaving yourself now, won't you, Jane? No, I'm staying on. Mr. Thackeray is going to design the English garden Heinrich wanted for me. No! Oh, yes, Mr. Merton. Uh, when did Heinrich tell you about it? That last night in Venice? What? What do you mean? Hang about, Jim. Uh, do you think the waiters at Il Papagallo won't remember you? What is this? Horace never goes into Venice. Except to acquire new pieces for his Roman collection. Saturday, wasn't it, Mr. Merton? When you bought that vine stick you told us about? No. Not, not Saturday, no. I went to the shop that sold it to you. You had it in the car when Heinrich gave you a lift home, didn't you? What happened when he told you he wouldn't change his mind about how he meant to use the land you sold him? I sold him nothing. My brother sold it, and he had no right. It's ancient Roman land, and the gods of Rome avenged it. It brought his death on himself. And that's what gave you the idea, wasn't it? What Heinrich planned was sacrilege. To destroy the last traces of my ancestors' villa, that must not happen. But it will happen. I will do what Heinrich wanted. Never. He must not. That died with him. I had to do it. It was my duty. I, I told him I'd seen a light in the ravine. He stopped the car, and I struck the blow. Senatus populusque Romanus. Captain Lombardi, did you hear all that? I did, Mr. Thackeray. Horace Merton, I arrest you for the murder of Heinrich Grunewald. I, I can't believe it. Civis Romanus, I'm a citizen of Rome. Come with me, please. Salvate, salvate, amici. Facilis de sensus aveni. Facilis de sensus aveni. Facilis de sensus aveni. The descent into hell is easy. But he's mad. Quite mad. You set all this up, didn't you, Jim? Without telling me. Yes. Sorry, George. Jane, you were magnificent. Thank you. No, it's for me to thank you. Now Heinrich can rest in peace. So it was really all down to you, Miss Birch. Knowing about that Concordia WhatsApp. You're fantastic. Well, I did classics at university, you know. Besides, Mr. Thackeray had already guessed. He just wanted confirmation about where it came from. Which was? The Epistles of Horace. In This Blessed Plot, Episode 2 of Thackeray. Thackeray was played by Michael Cochran. George was played by John Hartley. And Miss Birch was played by Margaret John. Shirley was Doreen Mantle. Bryony was Melanie Walters. And Dave was Richard Lomas. Claudia was Vanessa Roper Evans. Lombardi was Carl Forgione. Horace was Robert Rietti. Hemming was James Green. And Francesco was Frank Rosler Green. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Thackeray was written by Olwyn Weimark and Barbara Clegg 
and directed in Wales by Alison Hindle.